Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, Bengals and Bengals, welcome back to the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad, excited to return with you. This is where the real excitement comes in. I'm joined by, like I said, the best Bengals reporters, Mike Nislik, Andrew Gillis. Guys, are you just as excited as me for the game or am I just crazy? Or is it both? Are you just as excited as me and am I crazy too? Which one is it? You can be honest with that one. So I am crazy. Probably that one. Well, that's good. That's what makes us different. Like, that's what separates us from the pack. That's what it's all about. But I think the craziness comes from the fact that we're less than 48 hours away from the Bengals taking on those dirty birds out of Atlanta. One of these teams will be 4-3 at the end of the afternoon Sunday. And jumping right into the predictions... I not only believe the Bengals have it, I believe they have it with their best margin of victory this season. I've got Cincinnati 41-14. to That is a bold take. I don't think the Bengals have scored anything close to that other than their 30 points uh, when they won against the Saints last week. But we talked the other day about Joe Burrow, the Rippos, RPOs. I call them the Rippos. He will rippo the Falcons' defense with the Rippos, and he's going to play the backyard bro style. We saw a lot of on Sunday last week that we haven't seen much of up until, like, really the last two, three games of the season. Jamar Chase is going to remind A.J. Terrell of that championship game performance three years ago. I don't think Grady Jarrett gets anywhere close to Joe Burrow's precious arms and hands, which I think that by itself could have an insurance policy worth more than my own insurance, which is subjectively debatable. But point is, I just don't think anything really works for Atlanta. They're a struggling team, even beyond their 3-3 three and three record. Cincinnati gets a statement win. They just climb further and further ahead as they are just a few weeks away from the bye. Uh, I picked Bengals 27, Falcons 21. Um, I think this is going to be one of those games that you look up at the scoreboard, maybe third quarter, fourth quarter, and I think you, you kind of look at it and you go, how in the living, you know, what is Atlanta even in this game right now? Uh, but I, I think this is going to be one of those wins for the Bengals where maybe the score looks closer than the game actually is. Um, the, you know, you got a team that likes to run the ball uh, with Atlanta, you know, a team that kind of offers a little bit different looks. Um, you know, we mentioned this with the with the Baltimore week. You know, you've got running backs, Ty Algier, 
Uh, Caleb Huntley, Mariota's a threat to run the ball. They do have talented weapons on the outside in Drake London and Kyle Pitts. So to me, this kind of feels like one of those games where you, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, I don't want to say backdoor cover or something like that, like on record, but, uh, you know, maybe it's something where it's, hey, the Bengals are controlling the game. They're controlling the line of scrimmage. They're controlling the way that the pace of the game is being played. And I think you just are going to reach a point at the end where the Falcons, you know, they make it look a little closer than it is because I think the Bengals are a much better team. And I think they're going to prove that on Sunday. So, you know, I, I think six points is probably fair. I think that's right about what the line is. I think I saw six, six and a half, depending on where you look. Um, and I believe I'm actually like right at the over-under too. I think the over-under is like 47, uh, maybe 48. So I, I think, um, you know, I, I think that's kind of what Vegas is expecting. That's kind of what I'm expecting too. Yeah, I, I think that um, I'm closer to Muhammad, but I, not as offensive. I, I think it's going to be – I'd say 31-10, that they, they don't go crazy offensively, but that they dominate. I'm not very high on this uh, Falcons team. I'm I, I just not not impressed. Um, yeah, they can run the ball well, but I think if the uh, Bengals can get a couple three and outs to start, um, get a lead, I think this one, um, they can build up a pretty good score. And, you know, those other teams have let the Falcons back in, and I don't think that's a, that's what the, the one thing the Bengals haven't done. Um, you know, they've been inconsistent in a lot of areas, but their second half defense, um, has been the best in the league. They haven't obviously a lot of touchdown. Uh, it's been tremendous. And so I, I think if they, they build up a lead, I don't think they're going to let them back in, uh, and let that backdoor cover, like Andrew said. I think the line, like you said, six and a half right now. I think everywhere I'm looking at it. Um, I just don't see it. I just think this Falcons team, um, a lot of smoke and mirrors. A lot of smoke and mirrors, just like Andrew's personality. I mean, um, yeah, no, I mean, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, if you really think about what you just said, Michael, it's not just their second-half defense. This is mind-blowing when you think about their third-quarter defense. Listen to the point totals they've held their opponents to in the fourth quarter, in the third quarter, in their last 14 games. So this actually goes back to last season. Zero, 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 three, seven, Zero 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 three 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 three. Twenty-two points in fourteen games. That's the lowest in the league in that stretch. So yeah, second half, tremendous. Third quarter, extremely extra califragilistic expialidocious. Maybe forty-one might be a high number. I might dim it down to thirty-five, which is closer to what you predicted, Michael. That's but not allowed. Says you can't who? change your prediction. That's that's but, illegal. Says who? What, what law is it illegal in Ohio or Kentucky? Because I live in Kentucky. It's a, it's a both. It's a, it's a they've they've <laughs> come up with a a, a cross state line. <laughs> well, my my lawyer has something to say about that. And by the way, that's my dad, who is an attorney in Kentucky. So my my lawyer will have to call you about that, Mister Nizelik. Mister, I don't even get on that. the games anyway. So these are sort of it's sort of unofficial, I guess. Exactly. So you just proved my point. <laughs> No, I'm I'm just joshing. And Andrew, your your personality is more colorful than I really described. You know, I just I have to have fun with this. I have to be the instigator. I have to be the one who stirs up the pot because this is what the fun is all about. But no, I mean it is going to be a high school. You game. said it was his personality was smoke and mirrors, and now you're saying it's more colorful. What color yeah, is smoke I'm, and mirrors? I don't I'm confused about that. It's, 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 it's not. Well, that's the thing. It's not smoke and mirrors. I was kidding about that. So color doesn't really matter with smoke and mirrors because he's not smoke and mirrors. He's actually a colorful person. That's a that's a mind mind 
Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm need like a, I'm gonna need hours to unpack that what just was said. Honestly, me too, and I think the listeners might feel the same way. But you know what? That that means they're really tuned in, and I think just to tune in even further, you know, with predictions, you can't go without prop bets, like you mentioned. Uh, just starting with myself, I think this is uh, really an easy one. Right now, the line for uh, I'm pulling it up right now uh, for Joe Burrow, the over under. Uh, for passing yards for him is 282 and a half. That's an easy one. I think you go over. Uh, we all agree on this. I mean, the Falcons' defense isn't flashy. There's nothing really special about them. And if there is, it's little to nothing. But even if there is, that's not enough to keep Burrow from going off. And I think if you really want to break down the numbers, like pretty much there's only been only half of the games this season he has thrown for less than that. But even then, of those three, he didn't throw for 282. One of them was 275 when they beat the Jets. And in that game, it felt like he threw for way more than 275. So at this point, it's like a 50-50 coin flip, but feels more of like a 60-40 probability, which with the way he's been trending with the backyard football that he's been gunslinging, I think that's that's an easy one. Uh, I mean, I think he easily goes over 300 if you want to compound that. So uh, that's what I say is if you're going with Joe Burrow, go over the 282 as he goes over the air, over the defenders, over and yeah, over. I like a lot over. of the overs on the offensive side. Uh, Jamar Chase is 79 and a half passing, uh, receiving yards. I like that. And uh, it, it, it pays out pretty decent, minus 115. Um, and I like a lot of the long receptions. Uh, Chase, over 20, 25 and a half yard reception. That, that seems an attractive bet. Um, and, and T Higgins is at 24.5. I could see, see that happening too. And Tyler Boyd's only at 17 and a half with the over under. I like all those. So they'll probably all hit under, but I, I do, I do think those uh, with the sort of uh, Falcons have given up quite a few explosive plays this season around the 40 yard mark. Um, I could see all three of those uh, being a pretty decent bet if you're trying to put together like a same game parlay kind of thing. Uh, but my main one is that, that Jamar Chase 79 and a half over under seems, seems low considering his production, even though he hasn't had that many explosive plays outside of uh, the end of last week's game, uh, he still managed to kind of stack those yards and stack those receptions. So that seems like a, a, a pretty good bet. Yeah, I, I'm with Mike. I uh, I like T. Higgins over 75.5. It's the same odds, minus 115. So, you know, to me, T. Higgins is just one of those guys where he's only hit that number twice in his five games played this year. So it looks a little dicey, but, you know, he got hurt against he Pittsburgh. Did get knocked, well, yeah, knocked out of two of those. So yeah, he got knocked out of a game against Pittsburgh, literally. Um, he got knocked out of the game. Uh, he against Dallas, the offense was abysmal for, uh, for pretty much the entire game. And he had 71 yards, uh, against the jets. He had 93 yards and he left with an injury there. He, he did come back, but he left with an injury. Uh, Miami 124 did not play against Baltimore. And then he still got targeted nine times and had six catches against the saints, uh, for 47 yards last week. So, you know, to me with the, and he had two pretty, pretty ugly drops in there. So to me, I think that the like I, I've kind of been hammering this point um, over the last couple of weeks. I just think that the way that these defenses are playing Jamar Chase, you can get a little bit of value here from from T Higgins because especially against a team like Atlanta, because a team that allows the big plays like they do, you are one one Jamar Chase uh, or excuse me one T Higgins 45 yard 50 yard bomb away from being like oh I'm 
cruising. Like it, it's, I, I just think that against this particular matchup and the way that defenses are kind of shading Chase, T. Higgins to me is really just always kind of in a smash spot just for, for what I like about him. And, and I think the overs are, are going to constantly be a play for him. One interesting prop bet, since we're talking about offense, on the flip side of that with Atlanta, I see that the over-under for Marcus Mariota on his rushing yards is 34-and-a-half. I think that's an interesting one. How do you guys feel about that? 34-and-a-half over-under for Marcus Mariota. Um, I'd probably go over because I could see him getting some garbage yards on some scrambles. Especially late, they're gonna. I mean, they they you know they'd allow some of that if they especially if you're if you're have them playing with the lead, uh, and you know they're dropping back every time. I could see them getting a couple runs late. Um, I I'd probably stay away from. I don't like those on the running quarterbacks like that. Uh, that I I have a tough time betting that one. I mean, I guess the over would be what I would think would be, but I'd I'd probably stay away from it. Not my. Yeah, opinion. I was I was kind of more drawn to his passing and rushing yards total. Uh, that is currently 226 and a half. Um, the thing that I like about that is that I think the Falcons are going to be playing from behind. So that is just going to lend itself to some garbage time, garbage time yards. I mean, 226 and a half, like if his over is, what is it, 34, you said, for his rushing? 34 and a half, yeah. So, you know, that's, I mean, you're talking, what what is that, 192? Like, uh, you know, 192 yards passing, I, I could see that, especially for a team that I think is going to be losing. Um, so I, I like I like that just kind of combination more than I like a standalone. I I, I don't know what his uh, what his actual passing prop is, but I like that. Uh, I like I like the combined over the over the single passing or the single rushing, just because I think they're going to get there through garbage time. So wait, kind of uh, not to, not to challenge you on this, Andrew, but so. You said the, the, the Bengals would win 27-21, right? Yes. Was that your prediction? So yes. then would there be – You said that they were going to come back and put up – like a score touchdown late to make the score. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say that. You weren't paying attention. I, I, I right. understand. That's fine. Yeah, Muhammad, That's fine. I was listening, Andrew, but Muhammad was – Thank not, you, Mike. So yeah, I, I, well, I, I, Muhammad, there's something in, in uh, betting circles called a backdoor cover. Now, a backdoor cover means a team scores late and covers because you know what they say, good teams win great teams cover. So I think that uh I think that the I think that the, it's going to be one of those matchups where just the Bengals control it and like if we're dealing with something where it's 27-14 by two scores late and Yeah, 3 minutes left and all of a sudden Marcus Mariota drives him 70 yards down the field like that's going to be that's going to be a, uh, a nice the game was ride. never necessarily in court. Right. For the record, I was paying attention. I was just shifting through my you stats. You were just not listening. <laughs> As I was shifting through what, my stats, what's the, what's the thing? I heard you, but I wasn't listening. Isn't that what like teachers say? Kids say that. Actually, Kids well, no, I, I had a teacher that said that to me in high school once. I think it was my English teacher. No kidding. Teacher. <laughs> yes, maybe that's where I got it from, man. Just my my great high school education, man. Good old Fayette County Public Schools. Shout out to them. Wow. Hey, I mean, I made I made it this far on a podcast with you guys, so I guess that says something, right? I don't know if it says something about you or something very, very little about Mike and I. Oh, wow. (laughs) I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. But I want to wrap this up with one very controversial take. Oh, no. I believe Skyline Chili is the most overrated food I've ever had in Cincinnati. I still haven't had it. 
I still haven't had it, so you're gonna fly solo here. This this is gonna be an individual. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, this is Muhammad takes on Skyline Chili part of our part of our podcast. That's a good. That's a good way to get listeners. Insult the thing that the city's known for. (laughs) Okay, we'll save that for a couple weeks from now. Well, I tell you what, and and I don't say this to be disparaging, but like, here's the thing: is it okay? Is it the worst chili in the world? No, no. I've actually had chili that's worse than Skyline. But as far as the way that it's overhyped and overpromoted and overmarketed in the Cincinnati area, to the point where even in Lexington, where I'm from, people are being duped by this idea that it's the best thing ever. It's not the best chili in the area. I mean, like, you could go to a hole in the wall really anywhere, at least in, in like, the wall, Cincinnati. Food place. There are a lot of those. No. Well, there's no such thing as a hole-in-the-wall fast food place. It's just a hole-in-the-wall. That, that That's a contradiction. I'm just saying there's a hole-in-the-wall place somewhere that I'm sure has better chili. I mean, just the, the texture of just the flavor. I don't know. It's it's not bland, but it doesn't, like, explode in your mouth. Like, when I'm eating chili, I need a full-on explosion, an explosion of flavor that just has me mesmerized even as I'm going to sleep that night to where I'm just dreaming about just the taste buds and how they felt in that moment. Maybe that's a little, uh, what's the word? I understand I'm probably taking it over to the top, but I just, I've been thinking so much about it. Like, because people in Cincinnati are like, oh, I love Skyline. Skyline's great. And all my friends are like, have you had Skyline? And I'm like, yes. And I promise you there's better out there. No disrespect to them. I'm sure they they mean well, you know, what they're promoting, but it's like, come on now. Like, let's, let's be pragmatic here. It's great. It's not horrible. Just not the best. But anyhow, I digress. I can't help you here. You've lost I, the two people that you were doing the podcast with. I can't help you, you here. Just, I, yeah, I'm just saying, people of Cincinnati, I care about you and your chili. Hey. Apparently, Muhammad doesn't. I care about everyone, including you guys. I care about. I, I, I care about everybody. I want everyone to be happy and satisfied at the end of the day. So if I upset you... Please forgive me. We're, we're going to have some more fun later when we break down the Bengals-Falcons game this Sunday. We'll have our post-game pod up and in right after the game, so make sure you tune into that. But once again, for myself, Andrew Gillis, and Mike Nislik, I'm Mohamed Ahmad. Have a great weekend. See you Sunday.